Welcome to Horsepower to Hyperloops, Kettering University's official podcast, where we serve up a smorgasbord of fascinating people, groundbreaking ideas, and noteworthy advancements in fields as diverse as mobility, healthcare, engineering, and technology. Cradle to grave, an aluminum can is 60 days. So basically from a can being produced to ending up on the department store or CVS or whatever, to your refrigerator, to your party, whatever you're drinking, in the recycle bin, back to our facility to be recycled 60 days. Hi, I'm Tim Troop Newton, and that was Jamie Zinzer, Vice President for Global Automotive Sales and Marketing at Novellus, which partners with customers throughout the world in the aerospace, automotive, beverage can, and specialty industries to utilize lightweight aluminum, which is nearly infinitely recyclable. The goal is to help create a circular economy with little or no waste. Jamie, thanks for joining us on Horsepower to Hyperloops. Tell me more about Novellus and its role as a global leader in sustainability. Thanks, Tim. I'm very happy to be here. Novellus is the largest producer of flat-rolled aluminum products and the world's largest recycler of aluminum. Novellus employs approximately 14,000 employees across 33 operating locations in nine countries. Since I am part of the global automotive team at Novellus, I also want you to know that our aluminum is featured in more than 225 car models around the world. I know that Novellus has set a goal of reducing your carbon footprint by 30% by 2026 and being carbon neutral by 2050 or before. That's impactful because you're so large. We are the largest recycler in the world and actually the only aluminum producer in North America, Europe, and Asia. And uh, we have recycling facilities in North America and Europe currently, and we have a plan for expansion in Asia today. You operate in a number of different fields, cans, automotive. Tell us about the different fields where your aluminum products are deployed. We pretty much supply to every OEM, including the very interesting startups that we're seeing today in, in electrification. Can, you know, we supply to Ball and, and to Coca-Cola and, and all of the major product lines. Aerospace, same thing, Boeing and, and you know, all the major manufacturers of, of aircraft. And your area is mostly automotive, am I correct? My area is primarily automotive. Well, yes. we'll get back to that part in a second. But there's some uh, terms that I've come to learn are kind of interesting, like infinite recyclability mm -hmm. and so on. So drill down for me a little bit on what happens to aluminum, what infinite recyclability is, and how all this happens. Yeah, so actually, this is why it's very important to recycle your aluminum cans. So it can be infinitely recycled. That's why it's such a valuable product. You know, we're working right now with our automotive customers on various sustainability initiatives. I know CO2 reduction and, and, you know, going green is obviously very critical right now. More and more OEMs are putting a lot of emphasis on this. Actually, as we start to quote new business, the OEMs want to understand where are we at in terms of carbon intensity and, and what is our path forward in terms of a waterfall to get to a reduced carbon intensity. So we're, we're doing that through recycled material and, and we help 
our OEMs, the GMs and the Stellantis of the world, through a couple different ways. There's something called closed loop recycling, which means that we send them sheet aluminum to their facility to be stamped or somehow mass produced. And then we actually take their scrap back and then, you know, reprocess it, that into our system. We're also working with the OEMs on something called end of life initiative. So that means what happens to the vehicle after it expires. So in the United States, approximately 11.5 million vehicles will expire. Now, a portion of these, actually about 3 million of them, will be sold back to various different countries in, in Mexico, Africa, and uh, the Middle East. They're basically then second become secondary vehicles. They're fixed up and become secondary. So they're not recycled at that no. point. They're still in the economy. Right, correct. They end up probably not recycled in some cases. No, they're, they're restored or repurposed uh-huh. and then sold back to market. Okay. And then the, the remaining vehicles will go to scrapyards and such. So, you know, our focus, and I know the focus of, of many of the OEMs and other third parties is to try to invest in technologies, basically post-life, to enable more recycled content getting back into the, let's say, the, the system. So it's a whole circularity. Now, doesn't that take an immense amount of rethinking on their end of life or recycling on the part of the manufacturers. I mean, you come in and they they were, you know, when it was steel, everything was different. It was like people weren't doing sustainable things. Things were going to junkyards. And now it's different. Was it hard to get manufacturers to make necessary changes to be part of this sort of uh, circular situation? And so the change is actually happening now. So That's what I was going to ask yeah. you. This, this didn't happen 20 years ago. It's no, happening now. No, the change is happening now. So I would say in the, the past year, I mean, roughly, you know, a year, two years ago, OEM started announcing what their carbon intensity initiatives were, including Novellus. Then that's what established the path forward. So, you know, of course, light weighting was the first you know, kind of in, in order to reduce tailpipe emissions was the, you know, the first kind of obvious thing. And then it started getting into this whole circularity of starting to design with more recycled content. So it starts at the very beginning, not just at the end. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So then focusing on, you know, how can we bring more recycled content into the design of the vehicles? How do we actually focus on closed loop manufacturing to get that material back into the system? And now it's end of life. Was so. there a lot of pushback from, I mean, manufacturers a lot of times don't like change. Mm-hmm. And was there a lot of pushback or has there been in resisting investment in, because there has to be some investment on their part in this area. Yeah, I wouldn't say there's resistance mm-hmm. because obviously everybody knows this is the right thing to do, right? Yeah. But for the traditional OEMs who have a very established manufacturing process and plants, it's going to be more complicated for them. Whereas, you know, you have some of the more startups like Arrival and Lucid and, and these startups, they're starting with a, a blank sheet of paper. So, so, they, so they're right, so it's, right it's on it right away. So it's easy for them to focus on what, how would we do this the right way. It's not about a resistance, but it is the more established OEMs will have some challenges. Now, 
Tell me a little bit about Novellus, how it got into this approach. Is it the leadership? Was it a policy decision made 20 years ago, 10 years ago? Was it a big pivot? How did Novellus get to doing its business in such a sustainable way? Yeah, I think it starts from the top down. I mean, really, it was a, a leadership decision. They made some very uh, aggressive goals to reduce our CO2 footprint by 30% in 2026. and then That's Novellus itself. That's Novellus, yes. And then to become carbon neutral by 2050. That's extremely challenging. Yeah, I would think. Back to cars for a second. I tend to think of the lighter vehicles, and but you were telling me that there's a whole lot of other elements in the electrification and so on where aluminum plays a role and recycling plays a role. Tell me a little bit more about because everybody understands a big steel car, now it's a light aluminum car. But there's a lot of other pieces on that. Tell me about that. Yeah. Traditionally, we had in the past ICE vehicles uh, with a standard combustion engine that were heavier materials. And then, of course, there was a focus on light weighting to reduce tailpipe emissions. Aluminum, obviously, is a, an alternative material. But then now, what's actually very exciting is this whole transformation of electrification, right? So now this also enables a completely different concept in terms of vehicle architecture, right? So now, traditionally, you had the engine in the front of the vehicle. Now you have a battery pack that's centralized in the vehicle. And so that's just changing the the architecture altogether. We do see a trend towards aluminum and, and lighter weight materials because of the challenge with range. So, so it helps the range of an electric vehicle to be lighter. Of course, yeah. yep, yep. So, but, but it's interesting, I mean, just the way that the whole vehicle is, the architecture is completely changing altogether. And now public policy with Biden's yes. intentions and announcements, tell us a little, uh, dovetails with that. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, his initiative is a push for 50% of US vehicles to be electric powered by uh, 2030. And this is vehicles produced, right? And, and so along with that, not only, you know, as I mentioned, we provide sheet aluminum, but Novellus is also a, a solution provider. So what that means is when I mentioned that the architecture of the vehicle is changing, we're also focusing on how do we enable more aluminum content in the, into the vehicle, you know, whether it be through roll forming or other advanced manufacturing processes that help support this initiative of Biden's to grow uh, electrification. We're talking with uh, Jamie Zinzer, uh, Vice President of Global Sales and Marketing for Novellus, which is the leading producer of flat-rolled aluminum products and the world's largest recycler of aluminum, and we're talking about sustainability. You shared with me, just as an aside, we're talking about aluminum. That's the. Yeah. You shared with me some fun facts about aluminum <laughs> as to... Uh, aluminum is not what I thought it was. Tell us a little bit about some of the historical facts about aluminum, because I, I find it very interesting. So I'll start with one of the funniest ones here. So, you know, aluminum used to be more expensive than gold and silver. And, and actually, Napoleon III used to serve as important guests with aluminum plates, while as he let, made the other kind of minions eat off gold and silver plates. So I thought that was kind of funny, right? So can I get away with getting my wife for our anniversary some aluminum earrings? I, I don't think so. No. I don't think okay. that'll fly. I'll try. I'm thinking more, something a little more sparkly. Okay, okay. <laughs> I like aluminum now, but go on. Uh, 
And so, as I mentioned too, I think the, the most interesting fact, as I mentioned before, is that 75% of the aluminum in circulation has been there since 1888. So, really important to recycle every single piece of aluminum that you can. And that's not 1988, that's 1888, which is like Correct. 125 years or yes, more, yes, 140 yes. years. All right, here's another fun fact for you too. So, cradle to grave, an aluminum can is 60 days. So basically, from a can being produced to ending up on the department store or CVS or whatever, to your refrigerator, to your party, whatever you're drinking. There you go. And then in the recycle bin, back to our facility to be recycled, 60 days, which I think is pretty amazing. Yeah. So this is another good one. So one recycled beverage can saves enough energy to run your television for up to three hours. Wow. Yeah. One can. One can. I mean, that, that, that's kind of interesting, but when you think of the gazillions of cans out there, transfer that into light or any sort of energy, uh, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so those are some fun facts. Wow. What percent of the cans, and this may not be a question that you have at your fingertips, yeah. but it seems to me most cans now are aluminum. Is that right? I mean, almost all of them? Yeah. 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 Are all companies participating in this? All the major beverage companies? Are Absolutely. they doing the yep. recycling? Yep. They're even, um, you would, you'll notice even in major stadiums in the United States, they're starting to use aluminum cups as well. Um, and then they're recycling them too. Now you also talk about special products. We've talked about automotive, we've talked about cans. What other areas is Novellus involved in in this regard? So all the different types of packaging. So, you know, I even learned yesterday, and I, I don't think I'm allowed to say the, the cosmetic maker, but there was a major cosmetic maker who wants to get engaged on sustainability and focusing on more recycled content in their packaging, which I thought was fantastic to hear that other industries are really pushing for this. So we developed a special material for them with more recycled content. Cool. I, I, get, I get frustrated because I don't often go to fast food places. But on my way up here today, I stopped and it was my only option just to go in and I get a sack and I get a styrofoam thing for this and I get another sack for this and then I get the thing for the ketchup and there's so much waste. Yes. Is there an opportunity with aluminum to go into additional, are, are you looking, is R&D looking to other areas that you may not be in yet? As the customers come to us, we obviously help them with solutions, but I agree with you. It's, it's a little bit frustrating. I mean, but it's, it's, I, hard to, it's hard to have an aluminum food sack, yeah. but, but, <laughs> but there must be areas where they're, they're working for it. But let me ask you, take that the next step. Mm -hmm. The consumer drives a lot of this. If the, the consumer is saying, yeah, we want more recyclable stuff, we want manufacturers will respond to that. What have you noticed? You must be watching consumer trends, pushes from consumers. How have you been reading that and seeing that? Obviously, it's a big issue or we wouldn't be sitting here talking about it. Mm -hmm. But tell us a little bit more about where sustainability has been, where it's headed. Is it growing? Is it picking up speed? What are the consumers demanding? In various industries. Yeah, so I would say in, in automotive, obviously, there is a push to go green. You know, you're seeing a lot more interest in the electric vehicles, right? I think eventually there'll be a, a larger push for greener vehicles that use, you know, more recycled content. We're seeing requests from the OEMs for more recycled content. As I mentioned, too, 
They want us to map out our carbon intensity. How can we further reduce it? So, you know, we'll see some marketing of that, I'm certain of. You know, in other consumer areas, you know, I honestly, I, I noticed actually I've, I'm in process of moving at the moment. So I've been buying some new household goods. But I've noticed like even Amazon has taken initiative, like a lot of their packaging is now recyclable. I bought some furniture from Ikea a couple of weeks ago, and I noticed their packaging is actually much more condensed than it was before and, and also recyclable. So I do see a lot of these various trends. As I mentioned, cosmetics, we had this customer come to us and want packaging with higher recycled content. So you do see this trending in all industries. So that's where Novellus comes in in terms of being a solutions-oriented company. Correct. Somebody says, we want to be more recyclable. What can we do? And you come up with a solution if you can. That's correct. For that even, even too, to the point of we're helping the OEMs come up with vehicle concepts with different alloys that help enable them to have a higher recycled content. You're involved in the conceptual stage. Oh, absolutely. Not just the other, the, the manufacturing stage and so on. That's correct. That's very interesting. Now, what percent of the cars now, and is there a projection for 2030 or 2050, are aluminum at this point, in terms of being manufactured, not it's what's on um, the road? So you've got cars on the road. My car is yeah, ancient. It's hard for me to give you that exact number because there's a combination of vehicles. You know, there's... Many vehicles are also mixed material, yeah. right? So you have your vehicles that are aluminum intensive. I think one of the most famous is the F-150, right? But then you also have, you know, different variants of, you know, mixed material concepts. I want to switch just a little bit. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about you. You're a GMI Kettering grad. You were in mechanical engineering. Were you always interested in sustainability or did your career kind of lead you in that path? And in other words, how did you get here from where you were as an undergraduate? Yeah, sure. So I went to uh, Kettering or GMI. So I'm very happy to be back here on campus. I graduated in 1999. I know we're not allowed to say years, oh. right? But okay, so... Um, I'm still, I, still think, <laughs> I still think it's 2009 looking at you. I still remember the first day I showed up on campus. It was in my 1976 Super Beetle, which I still have today. <laughs> Bright yellow convertible. But I've always been interested in cars. I've always been very interested in how things work, and, and that's why I chose this field. So you're an engineer by nature. Yes, I, I love it. Spent most of my career in engineering, actually, over 25 years before I made the shift into sales and marketing. And I would say, getting back to your original question, sustainability. I became a mother five years ago. Things like life events like that change you and start making you think about the future and protecting the planet. And, you know, that's, I've always been, of course, heavy recycler and everything else, but that's why I chose to come to Novellus because I just felt like I was making a difference. And now you're in global sales and marketing, which means you are working with your clients and are you in terms of how can we help you solve this problem? What products do we have to help you with your manufacturing, et cetera? I imagine it's, a, it's not just sales, it's a lot of dialogue. It's how can we provide you with solutions to make your vehicle lighter? How can we help with the push towards electrification? How can we help with closed loop recycling? And then let's talk about end of life. So what do we do with all these vehicles that are in scrapyards? And are 
are we headed in the right direction? Obviously, we're, we're headed in a good direction. Are we headed in the right direction as quickly as we need to go? I think it's a very exciting time to be in the automotive industry and, and to be actually in an area of technology. Yes. Well, we have some students gathering here. Any advice for these students from a sustainability or career perspective? We really need to do our, our part, right, to ensure that we keep Mother Earth, the state that it's currently in, or even a better place. Well, Jamie Zinzer, thank you very, very much for your time. We are doing this podcast actually live here at Kettering, looking out at the new learning commons. And in a few minutes, you're going to be speaking to students. Thank you for your time today, and we appreciate your coming. Join us again to hear Kettering University's podcast, Horsepower to Hyperloops, available from wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening.